On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. This is an Irish Independent podcast. It's only a matter of time. It's coming. Cork supporters, let me tell you, it's coming. It's going to happen. It's going to happen within the next in the next few years. I'm I, I'm convinced. I I, I think. Cork are going to win me McCarthy in the next two years. Hello and welcome to the Troy and Hurling Show with me, Michael Verney, and this week I'm joined by Waterford legend John Milan to look back on a crazy weekend of hurling action. John, have you caught your breath yet? What a weekend. What, like Saturday evening in Crow Park, the McDonough final, I know you were there. Didn't think we could get much more drama. And then yesterday in Leinster and yesterday in Munster produced it. A crazy weekend. Epic. Uh, that's why we love the game so much. Just uh, championships that just keeps on giving and giving, and probably the best is still yet to come. But uh, yeah, I, I was I was there Saturday evening. I suppose we kick it off with that offer in Carlo. I mean, what what an advert for uh, for the Joe McDonough Cup uh, final. <clears throat> um, of the old grand scheme of things, possibly Carlo are probably marginally the better side, but great credit has to go to uh, both sides. You know, went out of hammer and tongs. And uh, one thing I would say is the great credit has to go to uh, the supporters of both Carlo and, and Offaly. It generated some noise, you know. Felt like there was 50,000 there, didn't it? Oh, very. It was, it was, it was incredible. What I, what I love is that Ufalia, when that Ufalia roar goes up around, Jesus, it will put hairs on the back, on, on the back of your neck. It's, it's probably one of those roars that it, it's just, it's 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 really magical within within the GA and you know some some great performances uh, from from both sides from both from both Alfie and and uh, and Carlo on the on the day and yeah look I suppose look Alfie will reflect when they go and reflect on the match probably had an awful lot of wides I think they went into the early twenties um, and look Carlo are probably more efficient in 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 their scoring and probably that was probably the the difference in the in the end when 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 the result was when the result came true in the end, you know, it was some advertisement for second tier hurling, John, wasn't it? Like you know, it was back and forth, massive score and some great scores from out the pitch, sending offs, awfully battling with fourteen till full time. You think Carlo were out in their feet going into extra time and used all their guile and experience, but what an advertisement it was. Yeah, and look, I suppose we we probably. Ten minutes on the clock, left on the clock. You were kind of saying, "Look, I, I think it was was a Paddy Bowling got the point to push to push Carlo out, push the margin out, out the five points, and Carlo was just keeping keeping awfully at at at, at arm's length." And I suppose after such a shaky start from awfully, you know, Carlo had only one thing on their mind, and that was to go in and, and try and create goal scoring opportunities, and. You know, they, they had an awful lot of joy, but, you know, the keeper was, was excellent for Offaly. And then, then 
you know, Johnny Kelly elected to put uh, Adrian Cleary back in the in, in the back in the pocket. So he kind of sat back in the pocket and, you know, they, they, they kind of weathered the storm, got themselves back into the match. And then, you know, came the, the double blow, the sending off uh, and the penalty. You know, Thomas well, Thomas Welsh, I thought he had a good game, but for me, I I, I thought it was a, you know, I thought he, he was very, very unlucky to get to get sent off. Um, uh, for me, I, I I would have leaned towards the defender, I would have given him the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, great credit to Offaly. They didn't throw in the towel, showed an awful lot of resilience, great character. And that's what they've been doing in this, this competition to date, you know, coming with a big, big, uh, big second half. And then, you know, as you touched on, you know, when it went extra time, even there was a bit of a shamazzle going in, going in under the tunnel at half time, and I, I or at full time, and I said, said, there's only going to be one winner here. Offaly looked like they were going to push on. You know, they were getting the kick off the bench. Uh, the substitutions were were, in, were were very valuable to uh, to to Offaly on the night. And you were just wondering why why Carlo running out of steam, but you know, great credit to uh, to, to the Carlo management, Tom Mullally. Uh, they found a way in you know in, in, in coming back and you know slowing up the match, winning a couple of frees, uh, breaking up the play, and their big players came to the fore. Mouse Cavanagh, Chris Nolan. I thought John Nolan was was uh, was was excellent wing wing forward. Um, touched on, on on Paddy Bowen. You know, what was very hard to kind of keep an eye on was uh, out of the nine starting players for, for Carroll, starting 15, nine of them were wearing white helmets and they were all kind of similar kind of stature players. So from a, from a commentary point of view, it was kind of, you know, it's hard to kind of pinpoint who was nearly on the ball. But yeah, we, we managed it well. But yeah, look, it was... It was uh, an unbelievable great an unbelievable game and as you touched on a great advert and look it set up set up the weekend uh you know perfectly for for what was to follow on on the sunday you know and we just had a magical sunday as well yeah just a, a, just the last couple of notes in the mcdonald cup um tom Mullally has is an has an unbelievable record at club level with glenmore mountain Enster rangers clara nace just to name but a few but this is his this has kind of ticked off a big one-off his managerial bucket list at county level, I would say. Um, and just, uh, you mentioned a couple of players there. Chris Nolan came up with the goods with that winning score. But Carlo's aerial ability, there was a real Kilkenniness to the way Carlo played, their aerial ability. They ate awfully in the air. And I think that was a team, uh, Mull, across the weekend, was aerial ability. And even, just look at the Gaelic rounds yesterday. What was the difference really, between Limerick and Cork at different stages? Probably... Limerick's half-back line under the dropping ball and maybe Aaron Galland under the dropping ball as well. But on Limerick, like, what a bunch of warriors that just refuse to take no for an answer and just keep coming back for more and more. Ah, Verney, look, we, we touched on it last week. And, you know, you know what's incredible? Like, you know, as you touched on, they keep coming back for more and more and more. And you think of, of the punishment that is being thrown at them Week on week, and we touched on it last week. You know, water through the kitchen sink at him, clear through the kitchen sink at him, tipper air through the kitchen sink at him. And we suggested that Cork would, 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 do, would do likewise, and that's what Cork did. They threw everything at, at, at Limerick. And we, we, we all, we always acknowledge, you know, 
you know, the teams that throw, throw the kitchen sink at, at Limerick. But we've probably, we're probably not given given this this Limerick outfit or, you know, this Limerick machine, this this once-in-a-lifetime team. Enough credit for what has been thrown at them week on week. And again, yesterday, they stood up when, when they needed the main... The men came to the fore, your Willow Dunno's, your Garrow Hegarty's, your Dermot Burns, your uh, Kyle Hayes, you know, Seamus Flanagan's, Galan, you know, then you had the the the, the impact off the bench. And and they remind me a small bit of, of, of Argentina in the World Cup, where after such a slow start, where you know, nearly every game for Argentina in the World Cup and, and likewise for Limerick it was nearly seen as as a knockout game and it's nearly where right they know now they're secure that they're going to be in the All-Ireland series and it's kind of like now that you know I think it was Argentina played Australia in the last 16 where they kind of had that kind of you know well you know we can kind of a small bit relax now and you know we're, we're battle hardened Going into the knockout phase, we can we can look forward to the monster final, and the best is yet to come. Because as I touched, as I said to you last week, this team are a crow power team. When they get into crow power, I I think they're going to come alive even even more. And what a big plus from yesterday was 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 Garrow and Hegarty getting back on form. We don't know what what's up with Keen Lynch. Um, very strange that he was left on the bench till the sixty seven minutes minute. We're only surmising that possibly to do, to do with an injury. So look, at least, and I, I still think he'll come good. You know, you don't need to come to a two-time hurler of the year and, you know, you can just totally dismiss him. I, I think he will come good and, you know, if he has, you know, a good spell, I'm not saying he does. He has to have, go out and play well for 70-odd minutes. All Keane Lynch needs is, you know, to get on ball, get a couple of scores, be creative as we all know he is. All he needs is, is one one good quarter and, and he's back. And even when he came on yesterday, you know, he looked a bit busy, got himself on a, on a bit of ball. But I came home from Torres yesterday to watch that game on, on, on TV. My God, it was just just uh, an, an incredible game, an incredible game, an incredible atmosphere, uh, you know, that was, that was generated in, in the Gaelic grounds. And for Cork, you know, you've really, really got to, Really got to feel sorry for him, you know, to put so much into this monster championship, you know, to to beat Waterford in the manner in which they did. We're we're involved in three classics. Drew a Tipperary, came up short against Clare by a point. Came up short yesterday, uh, a point against against Limerick. You know, both monster finals, and there they are now. They're going out of the championship come the end of May. You know, that's that's totally disappointing, but. You know, an awful lot that that you can take if you're a Cork supporter that you can you can you can take from this year. And very, it's only a matter of time. It's coming, Cork supporters. Let me tell you, it's coming. It's going to happen. It's going to happen within the next in the next few years. I'm I, I'm convinced of it. I, I I think Cork are going to win Lee McCarthy in the next two years. I, I honestly do believe that. I think uh, they're coming. I like what they're doing. You know, there's a backup now at the, the under twenties. I like what Pat Ryan Ryan is doing, and he's after he's after building a bit of steel into this team. And we touched on it during the during the course of the league. You know, you know, there was one or two games where the Cork forwards, you know, 
weren't willing to work, weren't willing to roll up the sleeves, graft when they didn't have the ball, like or the, the, the last few games and most most importantly yesterday against the champions, when they didn't have the ball. You've seen that high work ethic, you've seen that, you know, appetite for for hardship, you've seen that appetite for, for work rate, you've seen that appetite for turn, turnovers. And that's ultimately what, what Cork have to keep building on. Um, and even from, from Pat Ryan, his management team, I would say now this is a, a great opportunity to... I wouldn't leave them back to their club. I'd leave them back to their clubs. But what I would do now is I'd see it as a great opportunity now to maybe one night a week, keep give them, give them two weeks off, but one night a week, you know, keep the gym work up, keep getting stronger. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's 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 going to happen. I think that that famine is going to come to an end uh, shortly. They definitely lost with a hell of a lot of credit. And as you say, they won one game by nine. They drew an epic. They lost two epics by one. You know, it's very, very narrow margins. As you said, maybe it's a case of where the fourth place team um, should be involved in some sort of playoff or get another chance. That's probably for another day. Just lastly, on Limerick, are they timing their run to perfection here, Mull? If they win three games... They're five, five in a row Munster winners and four in a row All-Ireland winners. It's amazing. The question marks were all there in the last couple of weeks. But they played some really good stuff yesterday. Probably the best of what they've played so far in this year's Munster Championship. And, you know, they're, they're going to be favourites going into the Munster final and they're going to be, you know, heavy favourites to win the All-Ireland from here on in as well. Oh, Jesus, I, I, I don't know if you could say that they're their time and their run. I think th- the main objective for, for Limerick and for Kylie and Canork yesterday was just to get into the All-Ireland Series. Uh, you know, and, and probably, you know, if they got into the All-Ireland Series, you know, it probably would have been a, a, a quarter final. But, you know, this, this is going to be another, you know, gigantic, you know, colossal battle that they're going to face again in two weeks' time. And, you know, if you're Brian Loney, they're looking on, you know, after after last year, you're saying, "Oh my God, do we have to go again and you know go at these lads again for for a second time?" And in, 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 it's the last thing they wanted, more Realistically, yeah. realistically, I, I I think so. And it takes takes so much out of you. Honest, honest to God, you've you've no idea. And look, the constant you break down the championship. The constant is right. Waterford through the kitchen sink at Limerick, right. They weren't able to wag against Cork the following week. Player through the kitchen sink at Limerick. The following week in the first half against Waterford, they were absolutely they were they were stuck to the ground and only for the sending off, you know, you know, probably played into their hands in 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 in, in, in gathering up those two points on, on the night. Uh, you know, last week, Tipperary, through the mother of all battles. To uh, to to uh, Limerick last week and yesterday, tip were so flat they were like a they were a polar opposite of, of what we seen seen um, the previous week against Limerick. So the constant is if, if you have to go out seven days later or you know seven days later or, or a week later or even possibly two weeks later, you know after a Titanic battle against Limerick. You know the warning signs are there that you you you, you know you, you 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 might be at you might be at a full tank or be able to go full fully at it, and that will be the worry for 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 Brian Lone going into this match that it's going to take an enormous effort to to overcome this Limerick team, and how much more? As I touched on last week, 
even Emmerich boys, they're only human as well. Like, like, like that's going to be five battles now, Titanic battles that they're going to face before they go into the All Ireland series. So, yeah, in regards to time in the run, I think, I think the losers, the winners, this is this is going to be a massive, massive game for either Limerick or Clare. And the reason I say that, I think it's going to be a massive game because I think the winners will be in will be in strong position. But I think the losers of that of, of that match, you know, you're facing another three three battles to, to, to go out to push on and, and, and win Lee McCarthy after five Titanic battles in, in Munster. It's a big, big ask, Fairly. It'd be a fair, it'd be one of the best one Munster championships of all time. And with the silverware is obviously enough, but the carrot of having that extra couple of weeks is absolutely massive. Um, you mentioned about being in Semple Stadium. Have you ever seen anything like, you know, trying to listen to what's going on in the Gaelic grounds while, oh, geez, a half-time Tipperary are out with a championship. It was bananas. Well, very, the... the... The, the coverage, the mobile phone coverage in uh, Torres, wherever I was sitting now, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get the radio one up. So I didn't even, I didn't even know what the, the scoreline was. In um, I got the half time results, and then I was coming out in the field, and then uh, the scoreline came out over the over the over the announcer. The announcer came, came out with, with the score, and he read the scoreline of. Three, what, what, Limerick scored 325. 325 to 130. 325. He announced that for us. And I said, Jesus, Limerick are definitely after winning by seven or eight points. And then he went 131 Park. And I was kind of like, holy fuck. I said, Jesus Christ, is this a draw or, or what? And he said, that's a one point uh, win for Limerick. And you could hear all the kind of, you know, the, groan, the groans around the place. But I didn't realize that at the time, I suppose that a draw would have knocked Tipperary yeah. out of out of out of the championship. So Tipperary, am I right in saying Tipperary had to come within four points yeah. of, of, of Waterford. Yeah. So and they were and they were going for goals at the end. And I was kind of thinking, geez lads, put the ball over the bar here. But it's funny you say that about the 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 announcement over the Tanai, because I was looking at John McGrath because I knew that they didn't know the result. And he didn't immediately react with happiness. So he obviously heard the same thing as you did. And then there was a big roar when it was Limerick have won and basically Tipperary are true. But it just fed into it fed into a, a crazy afternoon. Yeah, look, look, geez, I was there before. I went, I went over to the, the, the dome, the dome for a couple of points before for the match. And I watched the, the, the Dublin Galway game before. And I'd say I set myself in the bull field and we're in there and, and none of them made my more dial we were having a couple of points and uh, I'd say if, if we were tr- three of ten water people in, in, in the dome it was just full of full of Tipperary people and I think Tipperary the fans in general were, were thinking that well I found the one Tipperary fan and he said geez I'm a small bit worried about, about today and uh, I said to him I, I said to him like I said on, a, on, on the pod last week I said well, a lot will depend on what last Sunday took out of uh, out of this team, and that was that was evident yesterday. And because uh, I, I said to him, I said, "If you remember, I said you're going to be coming up against a fresh Waterford team who haven't played for the best part of, uh, you know, they had a they had a nice break two two three week uh, two two three week gap, so they were they were fresh coming into it. But I just got that kind of feeling amongst the the Tipperary supporters that. You know, they were out for the day out. They were kind of just, you know, it was just a turn-up job. 
we'll we'll get the job done and we'll rock on to the Munster final. And even during the week when when I was hearing all the talk of, you know, where's the Munster final between between uh, Tipperary and Clare going to be on? Is it going to be on in Limerick? Is it going to be on in 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 Cork? And I see in my own mind. Like, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous talk to be putting out, on. and you know that can see that can definitely seep into uh, into players. And you could see from the moment the ball was thrown in that Tipperary, they just they just weren't that. They just it was blatantly out. obvious, wasn't it? it, was ah, like, it was, you, were, I'm just going through like the you know the real energy players: Connor Stakelam, Alan Tynan, Dan McCormack, Seamus Kennedy, Bonner Matter, the lads that bring the energy every day. You could just see that they were nearly legless or punch struck nearly before the game started. Even it just it just it just wasn't there. It just wasn't there, and and it was kind of a case of like the Tipperary supporters, you know, were doing everything to try and to try and get behind their team. You know, the, the roars of tip 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 went up, and you know, but it just the energy, the legs, they just it, the, you know the the physicality, the the. The mentality of, of what you've seen the, the previous week, it just it just wasn't there. Like the, the tackles, they stood off over. Like, and I think Liam Cattle even touched on it in the aftermath that you know hindsight is a great thing that they probably should have pushed up on the Warford sweeper. Like, like you go back to your Warford's games, you know, the three games when when Limerick, Clare, and Cork, when they pushed up on Warford, Warford struggled. On their own puck out to win and to win any aerial ball, and Tipperary they probably made a monumental mistake yesterday. Is that they allowed Warford have the puck out? They allowed B- Billy Nolan, um, Mark Fitzgerald, so they allowed Warford to to, to, to come out with the ball, um, which definitely helped Warford yesterday in getting the head up and be able to pick out passes. And we're able to pick out passes at 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 their ease. But you know what? Great credit has to go to these to these Warford players. And look. Kind of has to go to Davy as well, I suppose. Big time. We've, yeah, we've we've have probably we've probably been been probably mellow in regards to our, our criticism in regards to, to to other platforms, but you know, Kreda has to go to him. Like his his head was on the block yesterday, and you know, you were hearing rumors going going out before the match that potentially Billy Nolan could be could be the sweeper, and I was kind of saying. You know, I'll be straight up to. I was kind of saying even Friday, saying, "Oh, genie, like that. That's a big, big call. That's a ballsy call, and and that's potential. I'll tell you what type of call that is. Now, that's a potential lose the dressing room call if it doesn't, if it doesn't go your way. So to make that call and for for it to work so well yesterday, um." You know, credit has has to has has to go to him because you know, look, we've been quick. Uh, look, uh, we've been quick to to knock Davy in the in the, in, in the in the over the course of the last last couple of games. So, you know, and look, to be fair, I think, you know, that was that was probably justified in 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 some of the decisions in in, in the last couple of games. You know, with i.e. bringing Desi Hodgson out around around midfield. You know, starting Daryl lines corner back. You know, bringing Bringing Prunty out as you know, trying to win win pockets from 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 full from full back. So look, I think yesterday was a was a, was a, was a, was a, was a big plus for him. Um, you know, in in regards, you know, probably, you know, if he if he's going to hold on to his job, and you know, I, I don't think you know even if if they lost yesterday that 
it was probably going to be in, in my nature to come on and, and say, will, 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 uh, that David Fitzgerald should shut me there for 2024. But because, you know, I've, I've been there myself with, with Waterford under 21s and back in 2015. And, you know, I, 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 I see the other side of it where you can make mistakes and you're, you're open to, uh, to criticism. And that, that comes with the, that come, comes with, with uh, inter-county management. So, and look, we, 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 we didn't survive for, for another year off the, off the back of cup, making a couple of mistakes when we lost to Clare up in Ennis. So, look, I think the, the thing for Davey is that when he reflects on the year, he will realise that, you know, and the, the overall scheme of things between both league and championship, you know, yesterday was a, was a, very, was a, was a very good day, but when he, when, he, when he breaks down the whole season as a whole, you know, he has to be open and honest within himself and say, well, you know what? I got, it. I, I got things wrong and I didn't help these players with, 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 with some of my, my, my tactics uh, this season. And the one player who, was, who, who struggled up to yesterday was, was the likes of Desi Hutchinson. And we see him yesterday when, when you put Desi Hutchinson back up top you know, damage, damage can be done inside. And, you know, I still maintain he's, he's the best corner forward in the country. And it's a simple thing. You put him back in, back inside yesterday. You put young Patrick Fitzgerald in alongside him. You know, you, you, you see, you see what can happen. And one player I thought was, was, was excellent yesterday was, um, Mark Fitzgerald, passage Mark Fitzgerald. He was, he was my man of the match. By God, he was, was excellent. And look, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the narrative out there in, in, in the last couple of weeks is that Waterford are, are you know, there's going to be an awful lot of dollars and years to, to, to come down the, the road with, with, with Waterford and that, you know, they've been pinpointing to their struggles underage, but there'll always be horrors in Waterford. Like, there will always be, there'll always be a strong, Waterford senior hurling team, um, and I don't think you know we can get too bogged down on on, on underage results because I went to the Waterford Limerick game down in Flower Fields this year under twenty under twenty, and they were extremely unlucky to to uh, to come away with a defeat that day against Limerick. So all Waterford needs every year is to be unearthing two or three players off of off of these under twenty teams. Um, I was on a minor team, you know. We didn't win any games uh, at minor level. I came through the system. Owen Kelly came through the system. Owen McGrath came through the system. Uh, Seamus Pendergast. So I think we're Waterford going forward. If we can still keep on earning two or three players every year, the likes of like, as we did this year, the likes of, well, Mark Fitzgerald played last year. Mark Fitzgerald, um, Patrick Fitzgerald, if we can unearth another, another one or two next year. You know, that's, that's, that, that should be the main goal for Waterford, honouring two or three players every year. And I think that that's that's the way to go forward, you know. The only pity for Waterford is that this performance has probably come a bit late, but when you look at missing Jamie Barron, missing Tyg de Borca, missing Austin Gleeson, missing Connor Prunty, missing 
Shane McNulty and a couple more. It's it's hugely, hugely heartening from a Waterford point of view, maybe going forward to next year. John, I might just get your reaction to a couple of comments. Davey, as he normally does, said a couple of uh, thought-provoking things in the aftermath. I might just get your reaction to this. He just said, it annoys me so much that you get cut the way we got cut after two bad matches. Some of the crap that, that I had to listen to the last few weeks is absolutely disgraceful and annoying. I'm in the job five months. It's where I was there five years. There's other managers there three or four years and have won zero and are not getting half the hassle. What is that about? The first thing, just about the criticism within Waterford. Like, surely when a team is really underperforming and a particular county level, you're fair game for criticism. Apparently, I touched on it there. Like, like, like that comes with the territory of inter-county, inter-county management. You take the good with the bad. Yesterday was, it was, a, was a very good day. You get the plaudits. Um, you know, and and I mean, the criticism, like what, what criticism is, is he on about? Like, like, like the criticism for me, you know, the performances weren't criticism. Like, like I was up at the Kilkenny game, the league game, where we played with no full falling. It was, it was, you, you could have left after forty-five minutes. It was, it was horrible to watch. Now, it was, it was, it was hard. Now, look, it was, it was a horrible day weather-wise. But the hurling, the brand of hurling was, was 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 horrible to watch. We gave him praise in the aftermath of the of the Limerick match. He got got things right. Um, but the Cork game, I, I was at the game down in down in Parky Cueve, and Waterford Waterford supporters that day, they could have left at half time. I mean, we registered. I think our first score from play that day down the Cork came after twenty six minutes. I think I'm right. 20, it could have been 25, 26 minutes. Uh, the way we even the way we even set up that day, and then the Clare game. Well, I, had a, I was at a communion that day. Thankfully, I had a communion that day. Uh, you know, we can come out and say, look, you know, we had 16 shots to their eight or or, or nine shots. That's drama. They're they're out they're out the field, and and again, it was it was. It, it was pitiful stuff, like to watch. To, to watch, like it was, it was bad on the eye to watch. Now, yesterday, look, uh, they 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 performed yesterday. I think they were helped by how bad Tipperary were, how flat Tipperary were. Um, but look, I go back to it. Uh, we we touched on it. Does does Davy have a plan B when when things are going to go are going to go against the side? You know, if he is to be there for for twenty twenty four. And that's 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 the big question. Like like it's 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 all grand, you know. You keep playing a sweeper, keep playing a sweeper, and when when you know when you when you go ahead of teams and and you're on the front foot, but when you're on the back foot, does he have a plan B? But to answer the question, like I, I think an awful lot of I think there was an awful lot of frustration. There was an awful lot of anger. How the team were being set up, how the team were 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 playing, and I just think. You know, I think he's overreacting with 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 that type of with that type of commentary there, saying you know some of the stuff that was directed at him. A lot of it, you know, was 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 warranted. And and for me, if anything, I think you know does he need to, does he need to go bring that on himself again? You know, you know, if he's trying to get people back on his side, get get bums back on seats, he should be nearly coming out and saying, well, you know what, lads. I got things wrong the last couple of weeks, but today was it was it was it was a good performance, uh, and you know it's something to build on, and hopefully we can get the supporters 
um, back on our side. But I don't think he needs to be going down that, that area of, you know, it, it's them against us or it's us against them. And, you know, bringing other managers into it, like, you know, again, who, who's, he, who's he having a, a cut off of there? Well, just on that, Mull, the only managers at managing at inter-county level that are there three or four years are Brian Lohan and Darren Gleeson. So I think it's kind of obvious enough who, who, he's, who he's taking a cut off. And there's probably no need for that either. And that's probably a sideshow that he doesn't need or that probably Waterford don't need either, I would say. No, and, 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 and you know, you had the same thing with when he was down at Wexford. It was, you know, Wexford, you know, Wexford, Clare and the rivalry. Like, outside of 98, like, we've a, we've a great rivalry. We've, we've, we've a, a great relationship with, with Clare. And, you know, when we go to face Clare next year in the league or or the, the championship, like, we don't want any animosity going, in, going into those matches. Like, like the Warford supporters and, and Clare fans, like, you know, they've a great understanding of, of of you know their journey of, of where they where they've come and you know because when you when you break down the you know the five counties in in in, in Munster you know for for, lar- for large parts of of hurling within the province across the decades you know they are both there and Waterford have always been the the poor poor relations so I don't think you need to be going down going down that avenue of, of you know mentioning other managers or you know mentioning other counties you know that's you know that and that's something that that leaves a kind of a sour taste with Waterford supporters that you know we don't want to be brought into that type of stuff like you know so I think his focus should be on Davy's focus should be on Waterford his team what can he do to improve his team for 2024 um, and you know, focus on on himself, and don't be focusing on 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 what's happening in in other setups. Or if this fella said this thing to me, or if that fella said this thing, this thing to me. You know, focus on himself and his players, and don't be dragging, don't be dragging water into it because you know we don't want to be getting dragged into sideshows because that has nothing to do with us, like as a county. Yeah, there's obviously a lot of time for thought for Waterford over the next six or seven months before they go back training. Tipperary have a couple of weeks to kind of circle the wagons a bit. They were missing Cottle Barrett yesterday through injury. Jake Morris as well. They're obviously playing my own Offaly in the preliminary quarter final. Um, and Dublin will play Carlo. We'll focus on Dublin in a second. But we probably talked last week about how Wexford were in a very, very precarious position, John. But they managed to get themselves out of it, um, and in fairly spectacular style. They've now beaten Kilkenny in the 17 championship, the 19 championship, the 2021 or 2022 championship, and the 2023 championship. I think Darry Egan becomes the first Wexford manager since I think Tom Neville in 76 and 77 to get back-to-back wins over Kilkenny. Their need was great yesterday, and they delivered when the when the when it was there to be done. Ah, look, I don't want to be any really disingenuous to. Uh... To any Westmead uh, supporters or the Westmead team, but I'm so so happy that that Wexford have uh, survived. It would have been it would have been a disaster for hurling as as a whole if 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 Wexford would have dropped down to uh, Joe, Joe McDonough um, Cup, uh, you know, second tier. But by God, did men stand up yesterday? And and certainly, let me tell you, if you've ever been involved with uh, a horrible type of pressure. Those those kind of games where you know it's 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 all on the line. Like like 
the pressure, that was just a horrible, horrible type of pressure. I was involved in one myself back in 2015 with my own club, De La Salle. Ourselves and Liz Moore were in a, were in a relegation um, playoff back in 2015. And it was against Dan Shannon and um, Liz Moore. And the two of us would usually be contenders, but the two of us ended up, uh, you know, falling into the trap that, that Wexford fell into. We, 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 how, we, how we fell into that trap, you know, we lost games that we possibly shouldn't have lost games. Uh, the only game we won that year was we beat, we beat Bally Gunner in the group stage. That's the last time Bally Gunner were beaten in, in, in Club Harlan. And we had to face Liz Moore. And I'll never, ever forget it. The, the, the pressure going into that match, uh, you know, every ball. You know, there's, there's pressure going into finals and there's pressure playing in semi-finals. But when you know that you could be involved with a team that's going to send your club team down, down to intermediate level or in Wexford's case you know uh, the Joe McDonnell level or, or second tier level that's a horrible horrible feeling a horrible feeling it's a, it's, it's a horrible um, different type of pressure to be under and for the, those lads to stand up in the manner in which they done yesterday and the manner in which you know, it was squeaky bum time there going into the last, what, 10 minutes of that match. There were two points down uh, after such a slow start. The easiest thing for an awful lot of those Wexford players would have been to say, well, look, uh, you know, we're done. You know, we're throwing the tail. We'll, we'll, we'll accept that we're going to be playing um, second tier hurling next year. But they didn't. Who rolled up the sleeves? Chin rolled up the sleeves. Uh you know, Matthew Hanlon roll up the up, up up the sleeves. Um, you know, all all their all their big guns roll up the sleeves. They got a big, big push out of the off their bench. You know, their support has really got behind them. You know, they came out in their, their droves yesterday. Um and they thought they got their Jutra, they got their Jutra awards, but you know, you cannot credit, give enough credit for what those what those lads went through yesterday and to be able to go and, and dig it out in the manner in which, in which they did yesterday. You know, massive, massive, massive chorus young. And the one kind of, you know, I suppose when they reflect on it and, and they look at how good they played yesterday and what they brought to the table under the level of pressure and the circumstances yesterday, that when they reflect on it and say, well, where has this Wexford been, Wexford team been the last couple of couple of, of weeks? Because if they brought that type of, uh, if they brought that level of performance to the table the last couple of weeks, they would have been in a Leinster final and they would have been pushed on to, 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 to uh, I'd say they would have been pushing on to, 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 to go and, and, and win the Bob O'Keefe Cup. Um, so yeah, look, and look, for, for a lad like Darry Egan, I can only imagine what, what he was going through the week. I can only imagine what the Wexford management were going through. I can only imagine what the Wexford players were going through throughout the week. And luckily enough, believe it or not, they were lucky in one sense that they were able to go straight away. That, you know, the, the defeat to Westmead, the pain that they had was, was, was still within them. Because if that game was pushed out, just say if there was a two-week break and it was pushed out, by, by a fortnight, you know, you, you would have had last week, then you're going into this week and, you know, you're going into work and, 
you know, you've people talking talking about the match and what are you going to do? And and the dream, the dream comes with that. And they mightn't have they mightn't have been the kick in them if they were to play Kilkenny next week than there was yesterday. So yeah, massive. Massive, massive quotas, you know. And I look, I, I think the likes of Dar Egan, I'd like to see Dar Egan stay on. I give him give him give him a third year. Um, you know, as I said, he's at the beating Kilkenny twice, twice, twice within the space of twelve months. Uh, so that's that's no mean feat. But I would if I was the Wexford County board, I think of the Wexford supporters, I'd stand behind him and say, you know what, we're gonna leave you, we're gonna give you an opportunity now to try and rectify the, the wrongs of this year and try and Put, put things back on on track for for year three and look, they were decimated with injuries as well. Fierce, fiercely unlucky with uh, with injuries and look if he can if he can throw in a couple of those under under twenty players next year, mixed in with the, the likes of the Chins, the Limo McGovern's, the the, the Rory O'Connors who stood up yesterday, uh, you know they'll 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 be a, they'll be a match for anyone again next year, you know. Wexford obviously saved their bacon. That meant it all came down to the game in Cusick Park. Antrim got a big result against Westmead. You know, it's been a mad seven days for Westmead. The biggest result in their history, and then they've ended up getting relegated on the back of on the back of that, which is hugely disappointing for Joe Fortune and the lads there. For for Darren Gleeson and Antrim after getting a draw against Dublin. I'd say they wouldn't have taken anything but retaining their status in Leinster and they'll be happy. And from reading between the lines on social media, it kind of looks like maybe that might have been Neil McManus's last game. And if it is, what a what a soldier he's been to the, to the Saffron men. But just to jump back to Kilkenny for a second, they're going into the Leinster final now against Galway. Um, Galway had a remarkable turnaround against Dublin, coming from 12 down to, to go one up. And then Donald Burke drew the game with a brilliant free. It's a peculiar Leinster final mole in the sense of two teams with probably still an awful lot of question marks around them. We're, we're not exactly sure where either of them, either of them are. Yeah, and I think there's going to probably the, the, the pressure probably you know probably possibly going to be ramped up on on Derek Ling now. The fact that you know they threw away that lead against Galway, uh, you know, didn't set the world alight against against Dublin last weekend. You know, to, to lose to, to, to Wexford in the manner in which in which they lost to Wexford, you know, you wonder if, if Cody was over that team and they got ahead going into the, the latter stages of that match, what would they have lost yesterday? So I think the Lancer final is going to be the, the acid test for for uh, for Derek. Likewise, Henry, I think Henry, I think it's it's probably a Lancer final where, where both Henry and Derek will, will will see that, you know, well, we have to go and win this Lancer final. You know, it's 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 an easier pathway on to 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 uh, to trying to, to trying to claim uh, Liam McCarthy. So, I think yeah, I think who's in the better position going into it? I would possibly say that probably probably Galway in the manner in which they came back yesterday, they were finishing strong in that match. You know, if they can get a couple of their players back on the on on the pitch, the likes of a Carl Mannion, Brian Cannon didn't start yesterday, Jason Flynn. We're hearing now that Kilkenny might be after picking up a, a couple of injuries yesterday. So I think probably Galway are probably better equipped, are probably in a better position to, to, to go and to go and win the, the Lancer final. But look, Kilkenny or Kilkenny, you can you can never write them off in a final. Seen that last year, they got beaten by Wexford uh, and they pushed on and and, and uh, they won the Bob O'Keefe Cup and they beat Galway comprehensively in, in that final and they pushed on and, and they beat there comprehensively in the in the All Ireland semi final, so look, you can't write Kilkenny off, write him off your pearl. But if you were to ask me, 
who's in the stronger position as of now going into this Leinster final, I would say Henry Sheffield and Galway. As I said, looking like Adrian Mullen is going to be out and Mikey Butler as well. Just last word on Dublin, Mull. Brilliant performance, probably for 50, 55 minutes. Had Galway, uh, they had them at sixes and sevens. The fact that they were one down and drew the game probably means that they take a good bit out of it, whereas if they'd lost, it would have been a bit of a disaster. But definitely signs that Michal Dunne, who is building something nice in Dublin. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose I, I was kind of, I, was, I couldn't get over the result at, at, uh, at half time in such such a commanding position that we're in. But they were excellent in that in that, in that first half. The, the big players came to the fore again. Owen O'Donnell, um, Donald Burke, I mean, wow, what a player this lad is. Uh, you know, Danny Sutcliffe, Danny Sutcliffe was excellent. And look, it was only to be expected that, that Galway were going to come with a, with a purple patch in the second half. Um, but look, the way they look at it, you know, Galway came at that purple patch, but the way they reacted, responded when they fell behind, they were able to, 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 to win a free and Donald Burke was able to step up and, and knock that ball over the bar and, I think Greg Fella has to go to me all done in, in, in choosing Crow Park as well. I think Crow Park actually suits this Dublin team. And even going forward, I think maybe something they maybe might look at next year in the round robin is is kind of have their games in Crow Park as a uh, as a as a double header with with the, with the footballers because you know if they're playing before the footballers, there seems to be more more of a uh, Dublin support that you know are going to the football but are saying to themselves, well, you know what, hold on now, I mean, we're going to win and support the supporters as well. And I think that gives gives them a massive a massive lift. But look, they'll have to finish in third. If you told me how done on his management team before the ball was even thrown in that, you know, you're, you're going to finish third, you're going to be in the, the All-Ireland Series. Considering the personnel that that have left the, the squad this year and have gone, have gone travelling, um, he would have taken the arm and the leg off it. But look, they've got to be They've got to be on their guard now. They go down to uh, Dr. Colin Park, Carlo. We've seen it, what, four years ago against Leash. You know, they got the job done. They got into the top three and they got overturned by Leash. So they've got to be on their guard. They've got to come to the performance. They come to performance and um, they should they should be Carlo. But oh, as an overall, I think uh, me, I don't know, has, has, has done a, a very good job there to date. And look, if you can get some of them, some of those guys... Back next year, it'll make him even stronger again, you know, for 2024. That's brilliant, Mull, and that's, all, that's it for this week's show. My thanks to John Milan for joining me. We'll be back next week, and in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. This is an Irish independent podcast.